well met everyone. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a podcast by a nerd for other nerds that love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather and I'll be your host as we journey into the wondrous land of information. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Sorry I unexpectedly missed a week. I know I mentioned it in my episode beforehand, but we did go to nerd to wow nerdcon i'm tired we went to wondercon <laughs> and since nerdsmith was there we had so much going on i didn't manage to get an episode recorded like i was hoping to so i apologize and i'm back this week this week i wanted to talk to you about in case you couldn't tell from the title some of the different dungeons and dragons classes so for anyone who's never played dungeons and dragons the way it works is they have races, classes, and then subsets of the classes where you can focus on different things. So your race is saying you're an elf, or you're a dwarf, or you're a dragonborn, something like that. Whereas your class is things like I'm a fighter, I'm a wizard, I'm a cleric, which is one of the healing classes, things like that. So this week, what I want to talk to you about are some of the different spellcasting classes. And also, if you're thinking of trying out D&D, trying to figure out which one you want to try first. So I'm going to start off with the ones that are strictly spellcasting. Some of the classes that have a lot of spellcasting also have paths you can go down where you focus more on fighting as well. And there's also some where... You might primarily be a fighter, but you can also do some spell casting. So I'm going to start off with focusing on just the ones that are pretty much straight up and down spellcaster without much variation. And that is wizard and sorcerer. Personally, my favorite spellcasting class is sorcerer. I, I've always liked it. I love the idea of using spells and casting magic and sort of supporting the group and doing damage and things from further away. Anyone who's played video games that involve sort of fantasy settings or played any sort of, you know, MMORPGs like World of Warcraft or anything like that, you know that generally speaking, the casters have fewer hit points. They stand in the back and they cast spells from a distance and do damage or support the group. And that's kind of what I generally tend to gravitate towards mostly in my D&D games. For me... I like Sorcerer better for a couple of different reasons. Now, when you're looking at the different types of spellcasting classes in Dungeons & Dragons, one of the things you have to look at is whether you have a set list of spells. So, for example, Sorcerers have a set list of spells. As you level, you pick different spells. Sorry, my cat's in the room. As you level, you pick different spells, and then those are your spells until you level and change them again, or forever, depending on how you play your character. Whereas with other classes, such as the wizard, you have a huge list of spells to pick from, and you get to actually change them out pretty regularly. So the actual spells that you prepare on a certain day, so the ones that you're ready to cast, the ones that you have all the ingredients for, and everything like that, can change day to day. So it gives you more flexibility, but it also means that because there's so many spells to pick from, you don't always know the ins and outs of your spells quite as well. 
It also means that you have to actually sit down and spend the time to prep your spells and make a list for the day, which is why I like Sorcerer better because I personally just don't like spending the time to do that. So when you're looking at what kind of spellcaster you might want to be, that's one of the factors you have to keep in mind. Do you want to be really flexible and have a lot of different spell options? Or do you want to have a set list that you know really, really well, you know all the ins and outs, you have time to learn them really well and figure out how to use them in different situations? And so that's one factor you have to keep in mind. Another is that, like I mentioned earlier, all of the different classes that you can play have different subclasses. So for instance, one of the sorcery ones is called a storm sorcerer. And basically what that means is that you have sort of an affinity for storm and tempest type of magic. So you get extra lightning damage or extra thunder damage on some of your spells. And at a certain level, you gain the ability to do a little bit of flying and things like that. So if, if those things are the what you want to work towards, then, you know, sorcerer might make more sense for you. Whereas with wizard, there's different things you can focus on, such as divination. The divination wizard, eventually you get the ability to do things like a little bit of future predicting and knowing what's going to happen and things that can help you in day-to-day -day fights and whatnot in D&D. And like I've already said, for me personally, I tend to like Sorcerer better because I don't like prepping spells. I just want to have my list. I want to know them really, really, really well. And that's how I like to do it. And if you're like me, then that may be a way you want to go. However, if you like the flexibility or if you prefer one of the subsets that you can do with Wizard, then obviously that may be a different path for you to choose. There's a lot of different options. And honestly, it would take me multiple episodes to go into all of them. And I'm trying to just do a quick overview with this one. So I'm not going to go into every single one, um, which, you know, sorry if that's what you wanted. What I would recommend is go to D&D Beyond, or if you happen to have a game near you that you want to go play in, look through the PHB and see what some of the things you can do are so that you can figure out like, oh, I really, really think this particular subclass is super just awesome and sounds so much fun because then you can focus on going to that one rather than figuring out all the different classes and what you want to play. That's another way to do it. Another big difference between the different types of spell casting is whether it's arcane or divine. Now, in the case of wizard and sorcerer, both are considered arcane casters, meaning their magic comes from some sort of mystic arcane source. Divine casters get their magic ability from their deities or from whatever it is that they worship. So whether that means they worship a nature god and therefore have a lot of nature-based magic, or they might worship a god of light and protection, and so they're all about fighting the darkness and protecting the people that are good and can't protect themselves, you know, very Superman style. <laughs> There's all sorts of different ways you can do it, and a lot of it's going to depend on the world you're playing in with your dungeon master, because if they've created certain gods that have certain things they focus on, then that will obviously determine which way you're going to go with it versus the standard D&D gods. So that's another difference is whether you're going to be an arcane caster versus a divine caster. Generally speaking, one of the biggest differences is that arcane casters, for the most part, do not have the ability to heal. 
Wizards and sorcerers, with only a few exceptions depending on the kinds of classes, the subsets you decide to take, don't have the ability to heal. One of those that's different is there is something called a soul sorcerer, divine soul, actually, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Their magic isn't derived from just an arcane source. They have a little bit of arcane magic, but then they also are God-touched in some way. Now, whether that means that they're, they were raised in a very, you know, religious household, maybe they're, one of their parents is a cleric, and so they've always been around it and always worshipped it. Or whether it means they, at birth, were born with some sort of mark indicating that, you know, their god had chosen them, something like that. There's a whole lot of different possibilities depending on how you want to flavor it. But what it boils down to is that a divine soul has access to all of the wizard and sorcerer spells, excuse me, all of the sorcerer spells, but also has access to cleric spells. I actually play a divine soul in one of my home games that I'm in. And in that particular one, it's come in handy because the cleric that we have in the party likes to focus on fighting. He's a war cleric. And because he's a war cleric, he wants to fight. He doesn't necessarily want to heal. So the fact that my character also can heal has happened to be very useful in several fights where... He either was too far away to get to the person that needed to be healed, or he was out of spell slots of the right level, something like that. It gave my character the ability to help and to save somebody. So there are moments where it can come in very, very handy. The other big difference between a wizard and a sorcerer, you know, besides the fact that you have to prep spells versus not prep spells, is also which ability is the focus for their spell casting. So for wizards, it's intelligence-based. If you're looking at a D&D character sheet, there are six different stats, six different ability stats, which are used to determine how well or efficiently or, you know, just how good you are at something, whether that means how good you are at singing, how good you are at athletics, how good you are at researching the magic, how good you are at perceiving different things that are going on around you, all of that is largely based off of your stats, which you choose when you create your character. And you can up those stats and increase them and get better and better as you level. But initially what you start with is those six stats. Now I'm not reading these off in order, I just happen to know them. (laughs) But there's uh, six stats. Three of them are physical and three of them are more um, mind and mental based. So the first one is strength, which is really obvious. It's how strong is your character. The next one is constitution, which basically is how hardy is your character. Dex is how dexterous your character is. Are are you able to move around really well? Are you quick on your feet? And that's dexterity. Then you get into the three mental stats. You have intelligence, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's how intelligent, how book smart is your character. Then you have wisdom. Wisdom is how wise is your character? You know, do they understand what is the best thing to do based off of common sense, for example? And also, you know, how how wise are they? How able are they to interpret the things they see around them versus just understand them? Because those are not always the same thing. And then there is charisma, which is, you know, how charismatic are you? How charming are you? 
and how much attention can you draw to yourself? How well do you command a room? Now, a wizard has their main stat as intelligence. All of their spells, all of their, for the most part, all of their abilities are based off of intelligence. So their spell casting ability is all intelligence based and how smart are they? So that's one thing to keep in mind. Do you want to play a character that's really incredibly smart? Because then if you want to play a caster, going with a wizard might be a better option for you, especially if you're a first time player. If you've played a lot, then obviously you already know you can change up your stats. You know, you can have a wizard who's not that smart, but has maybe a lot of charisma and it can make things really interesting for the role play, but not everyone wants to do that. If you want to sort of min-max, where you maximize the stats that are most important to your class and minimize the ones that aren't, then you would be looking at having a really high intelligence wizard. However, if you look over at a sorcerer, sorcerers get their ability from charisma. In most cases, in most backgrounds, sorcerers have developed their abilities naturally. They didn't have to study like a wizard. They just had these abilities come from somewhere. It's like they were born with it naturally, whereas a wizard had to go somewhere and study a book to figure out how to access those abilities. So depending on the kind of character you want to have, that could be a factor. Now, again, focusing on wizard versus sorcerer, at least initially, because those are the ones that are basically just casters. Those are some of the differences. So wizard, you're dealing with preparing your spells every session. Or, you know, a couple of times I've played casters that have to have prepared spells, and I pretty much just pick ones that I know I'm going to want to use every time, and I just have a couple that I swap out here and there. And then there's also the sorcerers where you don't swap out your spells, what you have is what you get, but because you have a set list, you get more spell slots, so you're able to cast more spells at a time, even though you don't have as many to pick from. And you also get to know those spells that you do have very, very well because of that. So those are a couple of different ways you can go if you're going just with a pure spellcaster. Going to take our quick break here, and I'm going to try to keep it quick like I always say, but, you know, we'll try. And um, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of these spellcasting classes where you have a lot of spellcasting, but there's also other abilities to pick from and use and sort of what some of those are. There's a lot more of them, but I've already done some of the sort of groundwork with this first section in terms of explaining like divine versus arcane and the different stat abilities that you can use to cast your spells. So getting into these next ones, we will go into the ones where you can also be a fighter if you want to be. Okay, so real, real quick, I'm going to try to keep it quick. Go check out World Anvil. I cannot say enough about them. If you do any kind of world building, whether it's for Dungeons and Dragons or writing a story or anything like that, go to worldanvil.com and check out all of the amazing things you can do there to create your world online and have it accessible to yourself, your fans, your friends, whoever you want to have access to it. It's a great tool and I highly recommend it. That's worldanvil.com. Next thing I want to talk about is our other sponsor here at Nerdsmith, and they are amazing, and that is Die Hard Dice. I cannot say enough good things about their dice. They're gorgeous. They're nice to roll. They roll well, or at least they have for me, so I highly recommend them for that too. And they're just beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful, and they're really well made, and 
Also, everyone at the company is just really nice, which you don't get very often depending on how big the company is. So I definitely recommend supporting them and checking out their amazing, gorgeous, different color combinations and different metal combinations. They've got such pretty dice, I can't even say enough. It's dieharddice.com. And if you go there and make a purchase, make sure to use the code geekthyself, all one word, for 15.15% off of your first purchase or your next purchase if you haven't used the code already. It's a one-time code, so you can't keep reusing it. But if you use it on your first purchase or your next one if you haven't used it already, then you get 15% off of those beautiful, beautiful dice. And with that, I'm going to get back into this week's topic and talk to you some more. Okay, that was a relatively quick mid-roll. Sorry, guys. I, I keep trying to make them shorter and shorter. I think it's getting better. But carrying on from the first half, I want to talk about the spellcasters where you also can do fighting if you want to. Now, I do want to say just because you're playing a Sork excuse me, sorcerer or wizard, doesn't mean you can't multi-class. You can take multiple classes and therefore you could be a wizard who also has levels of fighter. That is an option. Now, it does not work well if you're going for a maximized character. I mentioned min-maxing earlier. If you're trying to maximize your effectiveness by having your high stats be where it's most important to have a high stat, then... Multiclassing can be problematic, especially if you do two very, very different classes. If you just like it for the role-playing aspect or because you feel like your character would want to learn those things, then by all means, go for it. It's a lot of fun and it can create a very dynamic character. So starting off, there's so many spellcasting class where, classes where you can do a little bit of fighting instead of just strictly spellcasting. Even with Sorcerer and Wizard, you can do some fighting. It's just a lot harder for you to pick up a weapon and hit somebody with it than it is for you to cast a spell at them. So starting off with, I'll just go in as close as I can remember to Alphabetical Order because it'll be easier. I'm going to start off with Bard. So Bards are the musicians of the D&D world. They're the performers of the D&D world. They can be spies, they can be folk singers, they could be musicians, they could be great speech orators. There's a whole bunch of different things you could focus on depending on what you want your bard to do. However, at the end of the day, one of the things that they can also do pretty effectively depending on which path you take is fight. Depending on how you fill in your stats and how you build your bard, your bard can be one that fights very well with a sword, but also very well with their words and their spells. For example, one of the bard subclasses that you can pick has to do with fighting specifically and is sort of like a swashbuckler type. The College of Swords is what they call it. So basically, you fight really well with a sword, but you also have a lot of good spells that can do damage or buff your fellow players. Things like that. So if you want to play somebody who's a little bit of a like a sing-songy performer type of character, but then also sort of a rapscallion fighter, then a bard might be a really good way to go for you. Another class that has a little bit of fight and a little bit of magic is a cleric. Oh, I forgot to mention, bards are arcane casters. Clerics are divine casters. They're actually the first one I've singled out so far. 
for this episode. Divine casters, like I said earlier, get their energy, their magic from a deity or god or some sort of thing that they worship. And therefore, that's what gives them their energy. Now, there's a lot of different options when you're setting up a cleric. There's a lot of different domains. Every single domain has different benefits that it gives you. So when you're making a cleric, you have to really look through the domains and find one that you like because you want to make sure that if you're going to focus on it, that you enjoy the extra abilities that you get from that particular domain. There's, I think it's 12 different D&D domains, and it ranges from arcana to life to death to the grave to trickery, you know, all of these kinds of things. So there's a lot of different options for you if you're looking to play a cleric in terms of what you focus on. Additionally, you have to decide if you're going to focus more on casting or if you're going to focus more on fighting or if you're going to try to do both. I will say for a lot of these classes where you can do fighting or spell casting, if you don't focus on either one heavily, it can be hard to be more effective. It doesn't mean you can't be, but it can be harder. So if you're trying to do this for the first time, then focusing on one side of it or the other might be easier just because then you have a focus instead of having too many things to try to pick from. So clerics are healers. They can be priests. They can be warrior priests. They can be fighters. So there's a lot of clerics who will choose to be more fight heavy and that's totally an option. But then you also have healing spells and those healing spells allow you to keep the party alive. Now, just because you focus on the spell casting doesn't mean you can't also fight, but if you focus on the spell casting, it might be harder to be effective at the fighting end and vice versa. So that is something to keep in mind. Moving on from cleric, we have druids. Druids are a lot of fun to play. Druids are a nature-based class, but they are also divine. So they worship nature, and that worship of nature has given them their powers. Now, one thing I did forget to mention with Cleric is that divine casters get their power from their wisdom stat rather than intelligence or charisma. Bards get theirs from charisma, and then clerics and druids get theirs from wisdom. So you need to have a high wisdom in order to have really good spell levels and really good bonuses to your spells as a cleric or as a druid. Now there is an exception to this for divine casters, which I'll get into later. So moving on, druids are nature-based. They are the ones that can shape shift from, they call it wild shape. You can wild shape from your normal form into that of a bear or a wild cat, or if you get high enough level, you can change into a dolphin and you can change into a dragon even in some cases. So it just depends on what you want to do. However, druids can also be very effective fighters in a couple of different ways. You can focus on changing into animals that do a lot of damage is one way. Another way is also with uh, big spells because there's a lot of nature-based spells for druids that can do a lot of damage. You can also buff the party, which means you can give bonuses to your your fellow party members. And then you can also be a healer because druids get access to the healing spells. So... There's a lot of different things you can focus on with a druid. A lot of people tend to focus on more of the nature aspect and the shape-shifting aspect, which are very effective parts of being a druid. So it just depends on how you want to play it. 
I've heard of people playing druids that were very like hippy dippy type of characters. And then there's also been people who play druids and they go dark and they call them sort of like blight druids and they focus on death and nature and killing nature and things like that. So there's a lot of different ways you can take it depending on how you want to go with it. Following druid, there are other other classes that have some spellcasting ability, but not a lot. I'm going to talk about those at the very end. So after druid, the next spellcasting class that also can do a lot of fighting is a warlock. Wizard and sorcerer I've already talked about because they're primarily casting. Warlocks only get two spells. You only have two spell slots no matter what, but they are always your highest level spell ability. So if you have fifth level spells, your two spell slots are fifth level spell slots. And then you also get some really powerful cantrips, which are sort of zero level spells, which you can cast as many of as you want. And one of the things about warlocks is that you have made a pact with someone. Now that pact might be with a demon or a devil. It might be with some sort of very powerful fae. I believe there's a one in the works I don't think it's come out yet where they're talking about having you do a pact with some sort of old god kind of idea so there's a lot of different options but what happens is you get power from this thing that you've made a pact with whatever it may be and you get different abilities there as well one of the ones that you can do with warlock though you get a a better hit dice you get more hit points which means you're harder to kill and you also have the option of playing a Hexblade. A Hexblade essentially has a pact with some sort of really powerful type of weapon or creature that has given them this weapon ability. And so they're fighters who also happen to have a decent chunk of spellcasting ability. So they can go either way. So that's another one where if you want to play a fighter but you want to have some magic, it might be a good option for you. So that sort of the three classes you can play bard cleric and warlock where you could really be a fighter and a spellcaster at the same time pretty easily if you want to be these last four classes that i'm going to talk about are ones where you can or excuse me three classes last three classes i'm going to talk about are ones where you can be a spellcaster but it's really more of a fighting class that just gets some spellcasting ability so the first one I'm going to talk about is Ranger, or excuse me, is Paladin. Paladins are the more fighter-heavy version of a cleric. So clerics are more like warrior or priest warriors, and paladins are more like warrior priests, would probably be the best way to put it. Paladins get some fighting ability, but they are like holy knights, as opposed to the clerics being more like fighters who also get some spellcasting ability no or excuse me priests who also get some fighting ability paladins are the opposite they are definitely fighters who also get some holy ability from their god or goddess so it's a little different i actually play a paladin in the streaming game we have here at nerdsmith called countless heroes and i follow the path of vengeance one of the differences between a cleric and a paladin is that a cleric picks a domain. So it's sort of a type of worship they focus on or a type of deity or aspect of that deity that they focus on, whether it's life, death, grave, whatever. Paladins instead have an oath 
So they have an oath of devotion or or of conquest or something like that. My particular paladin has an oath of vengeance. She has vowed to seek vengeance upon someone who has wronged her, essentially, and is doing so in, also in the name of her goddess. But, you know, there's a lot of different paths you can take. Most of my ability gets used for fighting. However, as a paladin, I can also stop and heal somebody if I have to. But since I can do so much more damage fighting, that's I'm usually the last resort in terms of healing. If no one else can get to the person, then I go heal them. Otherwise, usually we try to let the healers do it. After paladin is also, well... Okay, this one this one could kind of go either way depending on what you consider spell casting. There's the monk. Monks don't have what I would consider strictly speaking spell casting abilities. They have key points. And those key points, it's kind of like in old martial arts movies where you see them almost be able to like channel this extra energy into pushing things around or moving things with their energy that's what a key point is so it's not technically magic but some of the abilities are magic like however monks are mostly fighters and then you just also have the added thing of in some instances some of their abilities are almost magic like it's like they've trained their bodies and the energy of their bodies to do so many things that it's almost like they're casting a spell so it can be interesting and it depends on what you want to play. Again, that would be more of a fighty type of caster. And it's not so much a caster as a class where you have some abilities that are similar to some of the magic spells. Also at the end of the spectrum where you're more of a fighter but with some magic are rangers. Rangers are sort of like Legolas in Lord of the Rings type of idea where you don't have to be an archer. You can fight up close. But you're very much a sort of hunter of the woods and you have a lot of nature-based abilities and you're good at, you know, sort of shooting people with a bow from a distance or you're good at being like a bounty hunter type of character and hunting somebody down by tracking them. So it's it's like you're a very hunter-based type of class. However, rangers also have some spellcasting ability. Not nearly as much as a druid, but they do have a little bit. So if you wanted to play something that had access to a little bit of magic, but was primarily an archer, then a ranger might be a good way to go for you. The last one I want to talk about is a rogue. Now, rogues arguably are more of a fighter class. Rogues are exactly what they sound like. They are the spies. They are the sneaky sneakies hiding behind everybody, popping out of nowhere, stabbing you in the back, and then disappearing again. However... There's one particular subset of rogue called an arcane trickster that focuses on magic tricking also. So you can do different illusions and use different magical tricks to get things done or distract somebody and things like that. So if you like the idea of playing someone who's very sneaky sneaky, but then they can also whip out their magic ability and you know, cast some sort of illusion that confuses the enemy and makes them run in the opposite direction so that they can get away, that kind of thing, then playing a rogue that goes the arcane trickster path might be a good option for you. So that was a super, super, super fast overview of all of the different uh, spellcasting classes and sort of semi-spellcasting classes in Dungeons & Dragons. 
Um, it's not really too much of an in-depth look into the different types of magic. If you guys like this topic and you want me to do a more in-depth look into a specific type of magic, be it arcane or divine or whatever, or if you want more information on a specific type of character class, let me know. I've played D&D for a really long time now. So, oh God, it's been like uh, 16 years now. And I have no problem talking about the casters because those are my favorite class to play anyway. I love playing casters. So it's something I have a lot of information on. And with that, I'm going to call this episode good and I will talk to you next week. Please remember to check out all the other wonderful shows and productions that we have at nerdsmith.org. You can submit questions or topic suggestions to me on Twitter at amethyst underscore magic with a CK. Or you can email me at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. I'll be back next week with a new and interesting topic. Until then, don't forget to geek thyself. emboldened by the bizarre or fascinated by the freakish i'm orion lavelle and i'm travis mattingly and together we host tooth and nail a monstrous podcast where we analyze the creatures that haunt your favorite games and stories find tooth and nail at nerdsmith.org keep fighting